Hi, I'm Dee Dee Bass Wilbon. And I'm Dina Bass Williams. And, and we, we are the Bass, Bass Sisters. Sisters. So, Dina, Dee Dee, the latest, um, I did not watch the Met Gala. Though, typically. Do they with, show the Met Gala on TV? No, but. Well, they, we don't even pay attention to it because we're typically there. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're not. We are not. We're not there. The Met Gala. Although we have been to the Met. Yes, we have. But anyway, so. But not the gala. They were, um, all this morning, it was um, the, the, well, not the media. The media is not talking about it. But what everyone on social about? media, they're not talking about AOC. And they love to talk about AOC. You know, all those. But you know what? Sisters. Actually, she has actually not been making a lot of news lately, which is why I think she, she is trying to make news with this tax the rich dress. Chick-fil-A she, wore it better. Yeah. She missed the mark. Chick-fil-A definitely wore it better. Yeah. Chick-fil-A's food is good. Reasonably priced. And that dress, not so much. Not so much. I can't believe she actually wore it. I can't believe she actually wore it either. And and there's and, see, and was so proud about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? And obviously, Joy Vila wore, mm-hmm. you know, you know, became a sensation in some ways by wearing Trump MAGA dresses to to Hollywood events mm-hmm. and you know glitzy events. And so it's kind of a a a, a play on what she did, but. Even the message tax the rich. rich. What does that even mean? And then you wear it to the Met Gala, right? Which the tickets are like thirty thousand a pop or something. It makes uh, insane. It everything about it makes it does not make sense. But even the policy right. of taxing, taxing the, the rich. rich does not work. It doesn't. You can tax. You can take all of the money from all of the rich people, and we still won't have enough money to solve the ails that face us, which is why we believe in free markets because yes. free markets, free people. Exactly. So go to our merch. <laughs> that, was <a> smooth, <laughs> that was a smooth transition. Hey. So if you don't want to wear shirts that say tax the rich, we have some amazing shirts. Amazing well, shirts. Well, I like the one that I have on yeah. capitalism capitalism and they come in so many amazing colors yep i'm wearing one attack policy not people let's see if we can share our screen and and we have some new merch so we do have some new merch so i'm gonna um get to our merch right here but moment it's a good time to go to the merch and get merch now because you can do holiday shopping christmas shopping christmas is coming up believe it or not it'll be here in what a couple of months it'll be here in a hot minute Early Christmas shopping, you can get hats, mugs, um, T-shirts, sweatshirts, aprons. Um, what else? You can get. Like, I'm trying to talk you through this so you can hurry and get to the merch. You can get everything, and then you can get them in different colors and sizes. So definitely go to policyandpoundcake.com forward slash merch or basslookaffairs.com forward slash merch yes and get your merch get today. your merch so you don't want to be left out yeah this um, is my new favorite piece of merch i love it the, i love it i love it so um very reasonably priced mm-hmm. i'm a trans billionaire <laughs> so i like it yeah um so that's it for that's it for that. Be sure to go get your merch. Yes. Um, we are excited to have a guest today. And something new on Policy and Pound something, Cake. Something very new. 
and we're going to get to it right now. We are so excited to have John Patrick Ferry here on Policy and Pound Cake. And John, you're actually, is he making history? He's you are making, you are making history today because Excellent. you are our very first guest. Yes. Wow. Usually, absolutely. Usually it's just the two of us talking, talking and, and, and laughing, laughing and, and making people mad probably <laughs> you know our own our own opinions on various things yes but, but today we wanted to yeah, have we, a smart friend join us yes and you are our smart friend you're our fr we should call this the smart friend section oh that's a good <laughs> idea well I'm, I'm, I'm so delighted to be uh be on you know, the policy and pound cake i can't wait to have a taste of that pound cake because I'm, I'm sure it's really good it's amazing <laughs> amazing amazing so, well, John, you recently wrote a commentary um, titled COVID is our next Afghanistan. Is our new Afghanistan. Is our new Afghanistan. Oh, no, our next Afghanistan. Our next Afghanistan. And tell our Pause and Pound Cake listeners, why do you think COVID is our new Afghanistan? Well, you know, we saw over 20 years in Afghanistan, uh, we went in for a very good reason, to root out the terrorists uh, and to try to, you know, get those people who attacked us on 9-11. Uh, but the longer we were there, the less the mission became clear, um, more a bureaucracy grew uh, to kind of serve that mission. And then we started doing things that we had no chance of actually succeeding in, which in my view was making Afghan, Afghanistan and the people of Afghanistan, you know, into Western loving, uh, normal, you know, human beings who treated people well and, and it could adopt to the, the, the modern society. Um, in many of the same ways with COVID, you know, I thought that two weeks to, to slow the curve made sense. You know, we had to get our hospitals um, geared up, um, but we've had a, a healthcare bureaucracy, not really in hospitals, by the way, hospitals are, are have lower staffing than they did last, last year. Um, because they've laid off some people who haven't been gotten Afghan, uh, haven't gotten vaccinated, and they, um, you know, they nurses leave and they haven't hired, and they're, you know, the hospitals typically are usually at ninety-five percent uh, capacity anyway. Uh, right. And then we developed this kind of idea that we could stamp out COVID, or, uh, you know, we came up with no real aims, and we, instead of trying to deal with a uh, infection that is definitely dangerous, but is not any more dangerous than the seasonal flu uh, with an infection fatality rate of 0.04%. We've really kind of gone crazy and we've shut things down. We've really kind of made it very difficult for kids to to learn and evolve. I'm what, what I'm really worried about is that, you know, when the flu season comes back uh, this this fall, kids are not gonna have the, the, the antibodies that to, to, to battle that off. And we're, we've, we've just, uh, gone after a, a philosophy of zero COVID and in furtherance of a bureaucracy, just like we did in Afghanistan. And I think, you know, we could be fighting this battle forever, costing us trillions of dollars and not really having any firm objectives that make sense in the real world. Now, you know, it's interesting. And I will say that I often censor myself when I'm talking about COVID or mass or, you know, around most people and certainly on the internet. Um, how have we, how have we come to a place where 
I guess what is how have we come to a place where we can't even raise questions about this is the one question that I want to ask and asking it always offends people. Why have flu? Why were there fewer flu deaths? Like mm -hmm. why? How, what right. about the numbers? Um, when I tell you, you wrote about panic porn. Um, right. Like when I ask those questions and, and like these um, statistical anomalies that you mentioned, like even raising that question, of course, now it gets a flag on any comment. This post, this podcast will be flagged on, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Any comment gets a flag and just simply raising the questions. You know, I, I go around wearing a mask like everyone else, but in my heart, I'm just like, what in the heck is this mask doing? You know, Why do I so have it on? what, how, how do we, how do people like me and I'm, and we have difference of opinions on some of these things, but how do people like me navigate this new world where a mask is a political statement and not wearing one? It means, it means something different every stage of the COVID um, every other day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really good question. And, you know, I don't wear masks unless I'm forced to. Um, uh, I think the masking of children is a, a disaster for the kids uh, for a variety of reasons of, and very little impact. Uh, there's plenty of studies out there that show that mask wearing, if you do are actually an actual controlled trial, makes no, no difference. And we know that because it's, it's been the settled science for a hundred years going back to the, the, the great flu pandemic of the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918. We went through all these, the same things. I mean, uh, Anthony Fauci before um, COVID really hit said wearing masks is silly. We shouldn't do it. And then, then he's changed his mind and he changed his mind because of political pressure. And I think what we've seen over the last uh, several months is the politicization of science. Uh, and science is not, uh, it's not a end result. It's a, it's a constant battle of ideas. And if you refuse to have that battle of ideas and put things up for real solid uh, uh, experimentation and have real vigorous debate, you're not, you don't really have science. And what you've seen, and, and, and you've, you make this, in your question, this is exactly right. Um, you know, if, if you have, if you're flagged on Facebook for raising questions, you know that you don't have a healthy debate. And, um, you know, uh, Martin Kaldorf from Harvard, uh, Alex Berenson has been banned from, uh, uh, from, from Twitter. Uh, Jay Bataria, who's one of the, the, the great uh, uh, scientists out there. Uh, uh, John Ioannidis, who, you know, has done really marvelous work. All these guys have been suppressed and they're experts in the field. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you see experts in the field uh, get their, their, their thoughts suppressed, you know, you don't have a healthy debate and you have to ask yourself, why is this happening? And why are the social media companies so involved in this? And that's mm -hmm. the thing that, uh, you know, there's some theories out there that, that the build back better campaign and the great reset, this is meant as an exercise in completely rechanging changing, uh, the way a world society operates in favor of some greater good. And, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist kind of guy, but it sometimes it makes you wonder why are all these kind of elites kind of making it very difficult for working class people to uh, live their normal lives? And make no mistake, it's working class people who have bear the brunt of this. Uh, they're the ones who uh, have largely had to go out and work no matter what, 
They're the ones who are uh, the Uber drivers, the Amazon deliverers, or they're the ones uh, who are have to wear masks uh, at big Democratic events. And I always feel very anytime I'm in a place, I always try to go to the manager and say, hey, listen, you know, please don't make your employees wear masks because I think it's I, I think it's demeaning to, to the employees mm-hmm. and it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, now I'm living in D.C. as, as I do. I mean, our mayor, you know, has mandated that everyone has to wear masks, and there's no—it's—it's it's really demeaning to 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 the to working class. And and if you look at all the statistics, the people who bear the brunt of 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 the uh, the Great Reset have been people who are, you know, trying to make a living and uh, mm-hmm. not they can't live in their big mansions and get all their DoorDash deliveries at their front door <laughs> and wear their design addresses. Johnny. <laughs> when you've gone to those those managers or those store owners and and asked them to not have their employees wear the mask what what is their response how do they respond to that their response is they have to follow the law and Mm -hmm. um you know that's that's the problem this is where politicians are not particularly good scientists um and they what they're doing is they're they're bowing to media pressure Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're bowing to the the pressure of the mob, and they're bowing to their kind of liberal, uh, very wealthy constituencies that are perfectly fine, you know, being served by the little people wearing masks. As a matter of fact, they kind of like it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the elite kind of like this kind of uh, way to distinguish themselves from 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 the hoi polloi, and I and I find that very very offensive. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I get a kick out of you make mention of the dress. Uh, uh, AOC wearing her tax the rich um, dress, and it was a very nice dress. I thought she looked great in it. To be honest with you, um, but uh, I'm happy taxing all the people who can afford to go to the Met Ball. I think that's they should pay higher taxes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: when when we talk about um, you know wearing the mask and not wearing the mask, mm-hmm. one of the things, and, and this is also a part of that panic porn or fear porn. It's like you always you're all, they've, I feel like we have been brainwashed to think, um, well, you know, we have family who are diabetic, who are over 65, who are overweight. So if they, like, if, if I don't wear this mask and they should get COVID and something happens, then it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And the percentages are so small still, but we, but I think even people like I do not, like, I think, there's no way that these masks are working. I just, I'm sorry, Facebook flag us if you want to. I just don't think this is working. But then I think, okay, I'm I'm going home, my mom, I don't want to, you know, and so, and then they always report that one person, you know, this um, um, governor so-and-so or politician so-and-so poo-pooed the, um, the vaccine or poo-pooed the um, poo-pooed mask and now their uncle is dead or something like that. Um, how, how, yeah. how do we escape this? How do we escape fear porn? And, and actually look at the science. See, I want yeah, it's, very, it's very, it's very, it's very clever uh, how the the elite does this because if you if you don't wear a mask and then someone gets sick, um, you know that becomes a big media uh, sensation. But there's thousands and thousands of people who've died who wear masks all the time. And um, you know, the number one thing I would tell the people who, uh, and this might be controversial, um, but people should get the, they should get the vaccine. Um, because I do think it's, uh, it does, 
there's plenty of evidence, especially if you're diabetic or over 65. And I think most people who are over 65 have gotten the vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but if, if you are if you're afraid of getting COVID and you're afraid you're going to die from COVID, uh, you should get the vaccine because it will. It's it's it is remarkable how much that it it saves you your life. Um, right. And um, so I, I would any the other thing. But if you are um, if you are you can't have your both ways. You can't you know be very un live a very unhealthy lifestyle, and then you know walk around and think the masks are going to save you because they're not. Um, to your point. And the science is pretty clear on that. Now, on the margins, maybe maybe you get maybe a one percent to two percent kind of um, uh, break on on getting some sort of uh, uh, germs from from wearing a mask. That's that's the best case scenario. Um, but you understand when you when you when you breathe through a mask, you're breathing in air, and that air includes all kinds of germs. Not, germs aren't are the same size as the, as the air. So. Right. Um, uh, you know, we're not talking about, you know, big droplets that can uh, get, get stuck on, on your mask there. This is aerosol and it, 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 it spreads. So if you are very concerned about COVID and you don't want to take the vaccine, you probably shouldn't go out in public. You should probably. And I think a lot of people are in that boat. Um, but, um, you know, I think that that's this is something that uh, um, you need to and, and you need to preach to people that they need to they need to walk. They need to get healthy. They need to eat better. Um, this is the other thing that the number one reason why people uh, die from COVID is if they're they're too fat and um, they just need to get healthier. And that's that's also the case, by the way, with the flu. Um, you know, if you're if you're obese, you have a better chance of, of dying from almost any kind of illness. Uh, now, if you're slightly fat like me, um, you're fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you're, you're you know, you are. Uh, there are there are studies that show if you got a little some love handles you're you're okay. So I feel like I'm in the sweet spot. <laughs> Going back to mandates, so Governor Newsom just won his recall in California, right? Yeah. So by him winning that recall, what does that say about Californians supporting mandates and lockdowns? And and what's the difference of mandating COVID versus mandating? what we had to do when we were much, like, much younger, many moons ago, measles, mumps, and rubella. What's the difference? Mm. Well, listen, I, I uh, you know, we don't know right now the the total efficacy of, of these vaccines. We, we have an idea, uh, mm -hmm. especially for older people, that they should take it. And so that's why I recommend older people taking it. For younger people uh, under the age of 18, I think it's still an open book. And the other thing that's important about the 18 year olds is, you know, they, they have a very low incidence of, of getting really in trouble with COVID. So uh, they have actually more of a risk of taking the vaccine than they do of getting COVID if they're under the age of 18. So, you know, that we can have a graduated approach here. Um, I think that at some point in time, we might want to have a mandate for vaccines like we do for all the others, but I think we need some more time. And, you know, there's certainly uh, there's a lot of open debate among scientists whether kids need to take this vaccine or, or not. Um, this is not the smallpox vaccine. It's not the measles or mumps vaccine. It's a, it's still a kind of a work in progress. Uh, the politics of it, you know, California is a very democratic state, and Larry Elder uh, ran as a Republican. 
Uh, he not only ran as a Republican, he ran as a conservative Republican. And one of the things he said during the campaign is, I'm going to replace Dianne Feinstein with a Democrat, with a Republican. California doesn't want that. And so this was a typical election based on two political parties, not based on the um, uh, competence of, of Gavin Newsom. And I, I think that that's exactly what they wanted it to be. I think Larry Elder was a, a flawed candidate, to be honest with you. I, 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 I like him. I, I've, I've seen him on, on, on different things, um, you know, but he ran as a uh, as a as a conservative Republican. The, the guy who won the last recall election, Arnold Schwarzenegger, ran not as a Republican, but he ran as a celebrity and, you know, kind of. Elder did not run as a celebrity. He ran as a as a conservative talk show host. And, um, you know, not that he's a bad guy. and I'm sure he's a great guy. But that it didn't seem to me that that he had a chance based on the demographics of California. And I don't think it I don't think it says anything more about them. I mean, California likes mass, mass mandates. I mean, you know, especially uh, Hollywood and um, and uh, San Francisco. They especially love it for the little people. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of elitists in California who, you know, they have a lot of money and they have a lot of power in Hollywood and Silicon Valley. And they're more than happy to see, um, you know, the little people wear the masks and have the mandates. And they, they're, they're pretty well vaccinated as well. Um, so, you know, running against the, the, the vaccine was probably never particularly smart for uh, any Republican. And, you know, sometimes you got to pick your and I, I don't think that's necessarily trans, translatable to other um, other states. We'll see what happens in Virginia, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's going all in uh, supporting President Biden's um, mandates. Uh, and I don't think that's going to work for him. Uh, and I think that uh, now I think that McAuliffe's going to lose for a variety of other reasons. He's kind of a retread. He's kind of old news. And uh, Virginia has moved far to the left of where the natural center of that state is under uh, Northam and and the, the Democrats running the, the, the House of uh, Delegates there. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll close on um, sort of California related question, um, move away from the vaccine a little bit. But so in California, and I think the number was something like 8 million mail-in ballots were um, issued and returned, something mm-hmm. like that. And so if how are how are Republicans ever going to should we should Republicans just um, face it that mail-in ballots are the are, are the future and begin to win with mail-in ballots? That yes, clearly, that clearly isn't our game. Okay. Yes, okay. I, I think that we we should do that. I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. Um, and the fact is that that Democrats have done this. Like, there's no reason why we can't do it if we have if we have the numbers, we should do it. Um, and, you know, complaining about it's not doesn't make it happen, you know. Um, right. And, uh, and there's a lot of people who are Republicans or potential Republicans who we need to go out and get. And we just need to do that by not spending so much money on television ads and spending a lot more money doing, you know, mailing ballots to people we know who will vote our way. And we can do that. But with a lot of different uh, affinity type uh, metrics, you know. Who was watching this kind of TV show? Who you know goes to church every day? Who you know is older uh, than the age of sixty, over the age of sixty-five, and has concerns about the culture? I mean, there are a lot of people that we can get mailed-in ballots to. But we just need to be smarter about it. And uh, complaining about the um, uh, about the rules is not going to make and or and we're not going to change the rules in California. 
Um, so we might as well figure that out. I think there's an opportunity in California, just like there's an opportunity in tech. There has been an opportunity in Texas to do better amongst Hispanic voters and to mm -hmm. do better amongst black voters. Um, but, you know, as you know better than I do, you got to ask for vote and you got to be yep. in the community and you got to show that you're you're you know, you're you're sharing their their, their values and want to help them in a way that's visceral and means something. Um, and I think that there's some there's vulnerable groups there that will will come our way. Uh, but, you know, we got to be smarter and we're just not that. I don't think the California Republican Party is that smart, to be honest with you. Okay. And, you know, I think people believe that, um, that we have to figure out a way to make mail-in ballots um, work uh, fairly. Right. But mail-in ballots still doesn't mean that you can't. We still have to identify the people appropriately. And the, this it's not oh, like, absolutely. like a, the, the voter ID movement. Like we are all for voter ID. ID. So I mean, so there's got to be a way to. You're not mail, just mailing ballots, just mailing ballots. You're mailing like, ballots to real real people there real has people. to be a way to um to make everyone comfortable with the integrity of mail-in ballots right. and the because integrity of work of in-person voting but I, I i agree with you i agree with that exactly that um that being said um <clears throat> you know you, you you we can't just continue to think that every election is stolen from us um and sometimes you, sometimes you just need to go go get the votes and you got to be better and you know i think the problem with Larry Elder uh, was that he was, uh, he kind of threw this campaign together kind of at the last minute. He wasn't a particularly well-practiced uh, political um, operator. He's kind of a newcomer to the, to the thing. I'm not sure about his, his the team that he assembled. Um, uh, but all those questions that you ask are good questions. But first of all, the number one thing for us to do is ID the people who want to vote for us and then get them to vote for us. And there was a lot of evidence in this past election that Republicans Republicans didn't show up uh, to the election, which is why uh, Newsom won by as big a num number as he did. All right, we need to show up, absolutely. Show up. Show and the very last question, the most important question. So, John, when you're talking politics and policy, <laughs> what... What do you like to eat? We like to eat pound cake when we're What do you like to drink? And what do you like to eat? You know what I like? Um, I like myself uh, some lemon pound cake and a cup of coffee. That's that To me, that would be the best thing to talk politics with. Very good. Okay. Lemon Very good. pound cake and a cup of coffee. Oh, there you have it. Hmm. There you have it. I love pound cake. It's like the best thing ever. It is. <laughs> Well, we'll make sure we you get some you will get <laughs> for sure. John, thank you so much for joining us. Round of applause for being Round the of first. Applause. The thank first you guys for policy and pound cake in person. Well, I can't you. wait. Maybe we can get lunch sometime. Would that? that I'd love yeah, that. Okay. That would be great. Let's do it. Let's do that. All right. We'll send you some dates. All right. I always love to see the Bass Sisters. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. You want to stop and just start over? No, because I can't. It'll, it'll end the. I can't stop recording. It'll. It. I can't. Okay. So I can't explain why. Because okay. I'm not good at words these days. <laughs>